goes without saying, but I must remind us anyway. Some things never get old. I said some things. Some things do. Some things become monotonous, mundane, the routine. But some things never get old. Good weather. Good health. Good food. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Good church never gets old. What becomes the mundane and the common for some is an opportunity to come into his presence with an expectation that God is about to do exceeding abundantly, above anything that we could ask or believe. I know that faith is the prerequisite, and yet, having said that, God is able to do more than what we can perceive or conceive, what we can ask, what we can believe, what we can think. So I'm expecting today God to do more than what I've come believing Him for. That is not to undermine the integrity of my asking. It just goes without saying, but I must remind us he is still able to exceed the limitations of humanity when we ask. So lift your voice one more time. And why don't you just exercise your prerogative, your right as a child of God to ask. But not only ask in words, believe in your heart. That he is going to do what your pastor has already said. Show up. Show off. And show out. I feel like God today would like nothing more than to show off. To show himself. To be strong in our lives. To be to us. What he is to himself. It's an honor to be here. It's been a while. Since last year. Since December of last year. For some it's been too long. For others it's too soon. <laughs> this young man spoke to me a few moments ago. He said, I've missed you. Been praying for you. That's encouraging. To know that teenagers are praying for old preachers. Amen. In the book of Mark chapter 2, one verse don't misread anything into this message already just because I'm preaching from one verse. Normally when a preacher takes a short text, he preaches a long time. If he reads a lot of scripture, he preaches five minutes, ten minutes. So which would you rather me do? We're just going to let the Lord have his way. I've not come to preach all morning, but I do believe I've heard from the Lord. I'm expecting this service to produce results. The needed, necessary results that many of us stand so desperately in need of. Mark chapter 2 verse 1, And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. I think the song says it well, the healer's in the house today. And for you, he wants to make a way. 
So ask and believe by faith receive. The healer is in the house today. That's the lyrics to a song. But I'm going to preach a message today from this thought, the healer is still in the house. Now for some that may not resonate, may not rate very high on your scale. But for those that have stumbled into this place, victims of circumstances beyond your control, sickness, disease, health issues, I can assure you that statement catches your eye, arrests your attention. Because in the midst of pandemic and COVID-19, in unbelievable times, unprecedented, uncharted waters for all of us, I've come to speak the basic and yet it remains revelatory. The healer is still in the house. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Allow me to begin by saying I am convinced, not because I'm preaching, but because it is true, because it is the Word of God. My sermon title is more than a play on words. It's more than cliché to those among us who find themselves in a sinking situation brought on by poor health and sickness, situations beyond your control. Satan will use your own fears against you. He wants to convince you that you will succumb to that present sickness. But the message of truth that I have today will contradict such logic. I have come today and I'm not a prima donna. I'm not grandstanding. I'm not here today with an ego. It's not about me. But based on the authority of the word of the Lord, I want to remind us that I have come to speak a strong contradiction against prevailing circumstances. Sickness that many of you are dealing with in your body even today. Because my message, I am convinced, offers an alternative. A solution. And here it is. The healer is still in the house. In spite of your dilemma, the deliverer is present. In spite of your sickness, there is a solution. In spite of your adversity, I can assure you the one that can give advancement has come into this house today. And it will not just be words that are spoken, but he will validate, he will confirm his word, the message with signs following. Now many of you in your own mentality may say, well, the service is kind of on a low key. Sister Moore made the statement. She said, well, it's kind of one of those services you don't know what to do. In other words, what to sing. I'm glad I'm not there. I know what to say. I think she knew what to sing. I don't think it was just happenstance that she sang what she sang. She knew what to sing because of the leading of the Holy Ghost. And I've come today under the leading of the Holy Ghost to remind one and all in this house that all hope is not lost because the healer has not vacated the premise. He's still here. He has not left the building. And because the healer has come today, somebody will leave with a miracle. 
In fact, early this morning, in prayer, the Lord began to speak to me to preach a contradiction. Some of you are dealing with situations that seem to be spiraling out of control. And yet the healer remains in the house. He has not abandoned you. Somebody please hear me today. In your adversity, even though the odds seem to be stacked against you, overwhelming at best, but here the evangelist, the healer is still here. And there remains healing in his wings. In times of trouble, the healer is still in the house. In times of sickness, the healer remains in the house. In times of uncertainty, in times of peril. Yes, Brother Odom, in times of unprecedented trouble and upheaval in our land, I can assure you that the healer is still on location and he's ready to respond to the heart cry of somebody that says, Jesus, cherish not that we perish the strong contradiction is not wishful thinking but a declaration of faith that is backed by the power of his spirit and the word of God that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway can I just tell you today what's happening in this service we are right now in the present under a miracle watch Look at somebody and said there are conditions favorable for a miracle. That means when the natural, when a bulletin is posted and we are told by the weather forecast that there is a tornado watch in your area. That means the heavens, the conditions, the atmosphere are favorable for an outbreak of tornado. It doesn't mean one has been spotted or located on the radar. It just means the conditions are right. For everything to come together and produce tornadoes. But can I tell you today in the spirit the atmosphere is right for miracles. So that means we are under a miracle watch. And somebody needs to take this to heart. Because I may not be preaching to everybody. But as long as there's somebody in the house who says, you know what? I lay claim to that promise. I believe God is speaking into my spirit, into my life. That the conditions, even though they may be adverse. Even though they may seem to be on the negative side. I believe in the spirit. The Holy Ghost is speaking to me. That the conditions are right for a miracle in my life. But can I tell you we're about to move from a miracle watch to a miracle warning. That means one has been spotted. That means something has been detected. A spiritual rotation, a disturbance in the atmosphere that is going to produce an outbreak of miracles. Not just one or some, but I'm talking about a widespread visitation of signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm talking about from the pulpit to the back door. From this side to that side, you are in a place today. The atmosphere is favorable, but not just favorable. There is a tornado warning in the Holy Ghost that is being issued. A miracle warning. So somebody needs to speak out against your sickness. 
and speak a contradiction. While I may be down, the healer is still in the house. While I may be sick in my body, the healer is still in the house. While I may have just got a bad doctor's report, the healer is still in the house. In prayer today, the Lord began to speak to me one word, undisclosed. And he said, there will be a representation of people in that service who have gathered there with undisclosed medical conditions. It means it has not been diagnosed. It has not been revealed yet. You know something is off. Something is not just right. There, there's some pain that is protractive it kind of comes and goes and and you don't feel like you used to feel and there is a, a fatigue and there is a weariness and short of breath and and the enemy wants us to live in fear and if you start feeling bad at all immediately you think of COVID But I got news for you. There are some serious, not that that's not serious because it is, but undisclosed medical conditions will be in this house. Undisclosed to natural doctors and their tests. But I promise you it has not went undisclosed to him. And God is about to take care of some undisclosed medical conditions in this house. After this service, there will be no more shortness of breath. After this service, there will be no more pain in your body. After this service, you're not going to lay down tonight worried that some dreaded disease is taking you over and it's going to take you out. I wish somebody would say, I believe it. If you've come for a great sermon, you're in the wrong service today. I battled this all day. I battled this all week. Hadn't been there in a while. Let me preach a good message if that's possible, Lord. The Lord said, you preach what I've laid on your heart. And you give my people an opportunity to step up. They've heard great preaching. They got enough seed in their life. For a harvest already. There's enough word in you for you to be healed. You just need to re be reminded of something that you already knew. He's here. And because he's here, you don't have to leave sick. Because he's here, you don't have to leave bound. Because he's here, you don't have to leave worried. Because he's here, you don't have to leave defeated. Because he's here, you don't have to die in your dilemma. And that sickness, you will not succumb to it. I speak it in the name of Jesus Christ for somebody right now to understand there is a miracle warning in this house. There is an outbreak of miracles. And you can have yours. Anybody want to speak a contradiction? What am I supposed to do? I'm going to leave that up to you. Anybody sick? Anybody in this service sick? I guess the evangelist is lying. Don't tell me that God lied. You just don't want to disclose it. You don't want it revealed. You've moped around all week. Now you come to church and suddenly you're well. 
you moaned and groaned, sucked your thumb, and cried in your root beer and talked about how tough life is and I don't feel good. I feel like I'm catching something. Well, don't try to catch it. And then suddenly you come in here and I'm preaching this and everybody says, I don't have a clue of what you're talking about. I'm on the mountain. I'm a picture of health. Liar, liar, pants and skirt on fire. Let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost doesn't miss it. And you don't have to be a spiritual guru to understand when you get people together, you've got all type of issues, all type of health problems, all type of weakness and weariness and sickness and all type of anxiety and worry and stress. I'll ask you again, is there anybody in the house that needs what I'm preaching? Do you need a brand new touch? Do you need healing? Do you need God to lift that spirit of heaviness off of you? And release into your body and mind and spirit healing. Keep feeling that word very strongly undisclosed. You haven't even voiced it to your spouse. Something's off. Something's not right. No, I didn't say she was off or he was off. In your own body, in your own mind, just something. Holy, I'm trying to preach, but the Holy Ghost keeps bringing me back that somebody is going to miss their miracle moment. Right here, right now. Because God operates by faith. God's not impressed by anything else but faith. He's not impressed with our singing, our giftings, our talents. He's not even impressed with our preaching. But if he can find faith, honey, he'll move heaven and hell to get to where you are. He'll walk right by somebody that thinks they've got it all together and they can handle their own issues by themselves. And he'll walk right past the person that's gotten more problems than you can name. And he'll find that individual that has voiced, Lord, I need you today. I know you have not left. I know you have not abandoned me in my adversity. I know you have not walked away from me in my sorrow. And I understand that you're still in the house. You're still a very present help in time of trouble. He's come today to heal the known and also the unknown. That which has been concealed and that which has been revealed. He has come to make whole, to make alive, to make new. To heal those today with health issues. Now I realize that God is a multifaceted God. He can move in multiplicity of ways. He can take care of the mind, the, the soul, the emotions. But I feel very strongly today the Lord has zeroed in on this people for this time. And that is to heal the brokenness of bodies sickness in your body I wish somebody would lift their hand right now and say in spite of my sickness in spite of the diagnosis because the healer is in this house I am receiving my healing even right now whether I feel it I still believe it it is happening even right now Because the healer is still in the house. 
I felt it today in prayer that while I preached, and it's not an ego thing, I'm not that good, I know that, but I wished that somebody would connect with this evangelist today. But I felt the Spirit speak to me that while you are preaching, there will be health issues cast out. There will be diseases cast out. There will be pain and inflammation cast out. There will be arteries that will open. And it will no longer be a situation where the blood is restricted. But God's going to heal the heart and the arteries and heart disease in this house. God is opening some arteries right now. In the name of Jesus, be made whole. I said the healer is in this house. It's not enough, Brother Perry, for us to just preach about it and talk about it and shout about it. The Lord said, I've come to show myself. I've come to manifest. I've come to reveal my power. I've come to lift up the lowly and heal the sick among my people. And he said, while you're preaching it, it will be cast out. I will address this. I know the scripture says, perfect love casteth out fear. But somebody's anxiety is about to be cast out. You have a good day and a bad week. Have a good week and a terrible month. A good month and, and a not so good year. But the Lord says, I want to stop that today. The anxiety is not going to be a hit and a miss and every now and then a reoccurrence. But he said, after today, if you will believe. See, it's not enough just to be here. The Bible says when Jesus saw their faith, read the entire chapter. When he saw, how do you see faith? Faith is not something you can see in the physical. In other words, when they ripped a hole in the roof and let their friend down, Jesus took that act as faith. Because faith is action. When Jesus saw how they responded to the fact that he was in the house, they looked at their friend with a problem, and then they considered who was in the house. Honey, I'm tired of talking about how tough life is. I'm tired of talking about how bad I feel. I'm tired of giving ear to people that want just attention, and they don't want a miracle. Honey, get your eyes on the one that's in the house that can change all things and make all things new. When he saw their faith, when he saw their response. So faith without works is dead. Faith is action. What are you going to do with your faith? You can be seated. When he saw how they responded, he responded. He reacted to their actions. So faith is very, very important. I want him to see my faith today. Not just words that are spoken, but action behind my faith. Where there's real faith, there's going to be something to point to. 
there's going to be an action and a response. See, it's easy for everybody to run when most everybody's running. You say, what does that have to do with my miracle? Well, five seconds before it had nothing to do, but since I'm speaking it, not because of me. But the Bible tells us to speak to the mountain. And when you show up and you start speaking against things that's coming against you, everything changes in the atmosphere. Because there's a God that will back your words and back your actions. He'll get involved with what you decree and declare. So he's about to get involved with the statement that I'm about to make. So you believe the healer's in the house. Why don't one person make a laugh if you believe that? Folks don't know math around here. That's all right. See, all of you, or some of you, are just looking for a little glimmer of hope. Just a little word of encouragement. Brother, God is going to turn it around. It's amazing if we knew half as much as we thought we knew about everybody else's business. I don't understand that one. Turn it around. See, nobody knows your problem like you. See, we see things from a distance. On the sur- we don't know what's going on beneath the surface or behind the scenes. So I'm going to say it again. He's going to turn it around. It doesn't matter if you respond. What matters, his miracle is predicated on his response. Not on what you think or how you feel or what you believe. You think you've got all the answers. I got news for you. If he believes it and responds. So these that made a loud. The Bible says about the lepers, while they went to wash, while they went to show themselves to the priests, they were healed as they went. So faith is in the doing, it's in the going, it's in action. That's why some people always miss out. Because their favorite song is, I shall not be moved. I'm like a tree, preacher, that's planted by the water. I'm a pillar in the church. I'm sitting here holding everything up. You got that part right. You're holding up a move of God. You're holding up somebody's miracle. You sit there with your false logic and you will do without, honey. To get something, you got to give something. To receive something, you got to do something. I've never seen anybody get the Holy Ghost with their mouth closed. Honey, but if you start opening your mouth and giving faith a voice, uh, I got news for you while you're shouting, uh, while you're running, uh, while you're dancing. uh, The miracle is going to be released to you because he's still in this house. That may be old news for some.
But for others, it's good news. Woo. He's turning it around now. When he saw their faith. You can be seated. Let me preach just a few more minutes. I think everything that Jesus did was major. When he got involved with something, it was never minute. It was never minor. It was never ordinary and common and typical. Everything about him spoke of extraordinary. The extraordinary. The unusual. Having said that, let me say when Jesus was in the home in Capernaum, it's widely believed that for three years that was his headquarters. That Simon Peter had a home in Capernaum and they used his home as a headquarters. And from there they would go out and minister. So this was really a major event, a red letter day, a high watermark. In the lives of the people. Because they were about to be privileged and honored to receive a return visit by Jesus to their fair city. This indeed was a special day for all of its citizens because. Jesus. Has made a return visit. To their fair city. It was indeed a special day and I'm convinced that word quickly spread like what? The news spread everywhere that Jesus was in town again. And I like that word, the word again. That means that the citizens of Capernaum can expect a repeat performance by Jesus. If you think the last time he was here was something, just wait. Something is in the making, the works. Something beyond our expectations is about to manifest I'm glad that Jesus can and many times will repeat himself he will repeat the performance anybody here ever been touched and healed prepare yourself right now for a repeat performance don't think just because the pain is intensified and the diagnosis has become worse and your situation has deteriorated that God has suddenly lost his ability. No, he will repeat the performance. If anything, it will exceed the previous performance. Because my God is able to exceed his own greatness. At any time, he can come right back to the problem that he, he ministered to before. And he can make it bigger and better and greater. So who in the house has got a little bit of faith that says, you know what? I'm about to step into a season of repeat performance. He has come to this house again. And there is a touch that's coming my way again. He's going to make a way again. He's going to lift me up again. He's going to silence the critics again. He's going to heal my body again. See, Jesus doesn't represent some quick vanishing, vanishing victory or some short-lived spiritual experience that's here one moment and then suddenly it's gone. Where did it go? No. Jesus is not here one moment and gone the next. 
but he's in this house and he remains. No small wonder when we read Mark's account of this miracle of healing that you can almost hear and feel the excitement that must have been resonating in that house. The people have gathered there. In fact, Brother Moore, their emotions are extremely high. They're at a fever pitch because there is an expectation. And their expectation has absolutely created an atmosphere and a climate for miracles. I believe that they suddenly were made aware of the fact that we're about to witness something beyond the norm. It's going to be more than just normal, usual church. It's an air of excitement and a feeling that something miraculous is about to happen. Monumental. A miracle moment is in the making. I'm not trying to hype this service today. But I feel I must tell somebody that this service today, not tonight... You make it back tonight, we'll see. But I'm talking about right now. This service represents your miracle moment. What are you going to do with an opportunity given to you like that? God is putting it on a silver platter, if you will. And said, this is your chance. But preacher, nobody's making a lot of noise except you. I, I should have responded a few minutes ago. See, we... We base so much of the miraculous on outward demonstrations. And I believe in all of that. But right where you sit, he can just come sit down right beside you. He can park right beside you. He can lay his hand upon you. You've heard that preached before. I've preached that before. You've heard better preachers than me preach that before. But I'm here to tell you the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, I will create and produce results in people's lives and remind the people it doesn't have to be a hundred percent that believe that statement if I can just find a few in fact he said based on your faith evangelist I will back it up because you believe it Somebody, I'll argue, debate anybody. I don't believe the man at the gate beautiful had any faith he was about to walk. That he was about to stand for the first time. He had an expectation for monetary giving. Put a few tin uh, coins in his tin cup. He had that kind of expectation. Have pity on the poor. He didn't have any faith that this was his miracle moment. But it was the faith of the preacher. When Jesus saw his faith... Simon Peter, I'm talking about action. He reached down and grabbed him and lifted him up. So you don't have to have the faith. You may struggle for yourself, but somebody's going to have faith for you. I'm going to have faith for you that that cancer will not metastasize, that tumor will not get larger, that undiagnosed medical condition in your body that will be revealed in three months, it will not be revealed because there will be nothing to reveal. That high blood pressure that's giving you fits is about to regulate. It's about to level out. I see 125 over 75 for somebody in this house. I wish somebody would claim their miracle moment. Who needs a miracle in this house today? The healer is here. All hope is not lost. 
I'm going to let you remain standing. We're going to give God time to work. Come on, musicians. I believe all of that, preacher, but my blood pressure's sky high. Well, I got a word for that. The healer's still in the house. My blood sugar's out of control, evangelist. The healer's still in the house. I got a bad doctor report last week. The healer's still in the house. My blood work's not good. The healer's still in the house. There's pain in my body. Well, I've come to tell you the healer is still in the house. I'm down in my back, preacher. Well, the healer is still in the house. Whew. I've been in those services, but I long to be in another one where people start voicing it out loud. Hey, the pain's gone. The weakness is gone. The growth is gone. Let me tell you something. This church, the conditions are right, favorable, but it doesn't stop there. There's a miracle warning that has been issued. Somebody is about to be healed that is yet to be healed. There's already been healings in this house. Well, we'll wait until it's documented and they go to the doctor and the doctor signs off on it and says it's, it was there, but it's no longer there. And then bring that back to church as proof. And that's not faith. But faith says before the doctor even made aware of it. In fact, before I'm even made aware of something going on, I just know something's not right. But, but, but after today, I'm going to feel right. Boy, we... We talk a good talk, don't we? We talk about it. We preach about it. We sing about it. We shout about it. We do everything but experience it. Sometime. How many is ready to move away from that place? Into a place of saying, you know what? I don't understand the service. Nobody got healed. Nobody got the Holy Ghost. That ought to be the exception. Not the general rule. You ought to go home scratching your brow saying, man, I don't understand it. Nobody got the Holy Ghost tonight. Nobody got healed. Nobody got delivered. So-and-so didn't get the devil cast out of them. Don't understand it. We cast it out last week. It came back. We cast it out again. We, but it didn't happen. Hello? Anybody ready for a result? The healer's still here. Hmm. You can wait for the deep stuff later. from other. But I, I've just come to remind you that while he spake the word, the Holy Ghost fell. And the same Holy Ghost that fell in Acts chapter 10 can fall here and heal somebody. God said, I don't want to just open some. I'm going to open all of them. It may, you may have knew about it, may not know it. It doesn't matter. God's doing it. I was preaching in Savannah, Georgia one time, just preaching. The Holy Ghost moved on me, and I said, I feel a heart attack spirit in this church. And we need to pray right now. It's going to happen, but God's going to save. 
God's going to spare somebody from an untimely death. And we prayed against it. That night around midnight, husband wakes his wife up and says, take me to the emergency room. I'm having an episode. I think I'm having a heart attack. He was in that service that night, a brother in the church. They rushed him to the hospital, began to work on him, and God spared his life. I think the outcome would have been different had the church not went to God in prayer. There's some outcomes that can be changed when prayer is made. How many needs a different outcome than the way it seems to be trending? You want to get well, not worse. You want to get better, not worse. Lift your hands, sis. Whose report do you believe? She believes the report of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, I pray God for a normal blood pressure reading from this day forward. No hypertension. You're the healer. Show yourself strong in her life. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I feel the presence of the healer today. Does somebody need healing in your body, in your spirit, in your emotions, in your mind? Brother Perry, the disclosed and the undisclosed. God said, I'm going to take care of both of them. Things that you know and things you don't know that's going on in your body. Because I feel a diabolical attack by the adversary that wants to come in and destroy your health. Not just your health, but your family. Because you're the head. And when the head hurts, the body hurts. See, I didn't come up for all that. Just come up. God knows. Things that's in the works, in the shadows, schemes and ploys, treachery by the adversary. Amen. God's taking care of it. Be made whole. Brother, you're about to step into a season of unprecedented oil of anointing. There's been an anointing on your life for a number of years, but God said, I'm about to take you to a brand new dimension of authority and anointing that no weapon formed against you will prosper. No evil will come nigh thy dwelling. In the name of Jesus. So shall thy children be saved in the name of Jesus. There's an Old Testament scripture that says the Lord speaks and says, I am against that which is against you. And I will contend with those that contend with you. He said, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to fight the very thing that's fighting you. But at the end of that, it says, and so shall thy children be saved. Claim it. Every parent in this house, claim it. He's in the house. Not just to heal this physical body, but to heal our families, to bring back the prodigals, to restore the wonders. 
the very thing that's come against your body. The Lord says, I'm against it, and I will contend with it. I will fight against it. I will stop it. Glory. 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 This church has an unbelievable youth group. Young people, young couples. Live for God for years. I've been positive all service. You may label what I'm going to say negative, but, but, I, but I'm going to obey the Lord. Word treachery. The enemy is going to lay some traps for some young people in this house, young couples, young people. You'd say, oh, I would never be influenced. I, I would never defect. I would never leave this. I know we've changed here at the end. Changed gears, but I'm in the Holy Ghost. But I'm going to tell you, we're not ignorant of his devices. I've never met a person when they begin to get cold and indifferent and start the process of backsliding. They take on a complete different disposition and personality and spirit. So don't you think for one moment you can't change. Don't you think for one moment you'll always be high and never low. That you'll always be on fire for God. That's the will of God. But we can point to the multitudes that were victims of treachery, traps. But I pray for a covering right now over this young youth group. God, that you're going to open their understanding. God, that you're going to give them an awareness of what the enemy is trying. That the spirit of the world is trying to make inroads into their life, into their mind. And now you're even giving thought to, hey, I don't know if anything's wrong with this. You know, I'm in an apostolic, Bible-believing, holiness, conservative church. And I think maybe sometime they may just kind of go a little overboard. And you start thinking like that and start moving in that direction, honey, and you'll never stop moving. It'll take you further than you really want to go. I know I've changed my sermon right here, but that's all right. This is an apostolic church. And I've come to tell you, he's still in the house. Stay the course. Stay connected to him. Be safe rather than sorry. Jesus' name. He's in the house. What I'm saying now does not subtract and take away from what's happening. God healing. I've been in the church practically all of my life. I've had the Holy Ghost over 50 years. Do the math. I'm only 45, so I... Not really. Had a birthday since I was here. Joined the 60 Club. In May. Been in, had the Holy Ghost since I was 10. Been raised in this. Been in full time ministry since 1981. Been a lot of places, seen a lot of people. And I've seen people 
fall and change their mind and go back. People become something that I don't even recognize today. I'm talking about people that used to be strong, steadfast, believe the message, holiness, apostolic people. Start running with the wrong Lord help me. Mm. Talk to us, God. Good pastor friend of mine. I watched his church go through a transition, devastation. In one year, and it was a revival church, run 200 people. I mean, just having a revival, praying people through. Making an impact in their city and community. Strong leadership, I thought. In one year. And it's people that was in church for years. In one year. Seven couples in leadership. Failed. Decided. Don't love you anymore. And they split up. I go to the pastor saying, we don't believe it. Should be this difficult and this holy and. Need to make some adjustments, critique a few things and change. And if you don't, we're leaving. In one year, seven of his main people in leadership, department heads, left. But you know what? Jesus is still there. And I watched the church go from 200 down to about 15 or 20. Because when they left, others left. Trying to find somewhere where it's easier. Where it's not preached so hard. Well, that's a word we use. But you know what? I was just there a few weeks ago. And they're in a recovery mode. New people sitting on the pews. People that they're winning to God. And the church is growing again. Why? Because the pastor, his own son, turned against him. And said, Dad, now that I'm pastor and you're bishop, we're going to make some changes. And the dad had to make a choice between truth and and blood his own son he said oh no as long as I'm here we're not changing the way we dress and what we preach and his own son walked out but the pastor with a dead with a broken heart remained and God has honored that faithfulness and commitment and now the church is growing again Whether you feel this or not, because of your faithfulness, God says, I'm releasing to you the answer. The need is being met. You'll be able to point to a result. Healing is being released. Lift your hands right now. Hmm. I'm not here just to preach a sermon. I'm here to do the work of an evangelist. 
which is, like it's been said, a part of the five-fold ministry. Uh. There's some heartaches about to be avoided. There's some mistakes that's about to be avoided. See, there's an alternative. You don't have to follow through with that. You can change your mind. You ever notice in the belly of a whale, that large fish, Jonah made a commitment. I've never understood how it took him three days and nights in those extreme conditions to finally start repenting. But it did. Fish regurgitated him. He, he hit the feet running, hit the beach running with it to get to Nineveh. How many days was it to Nineveh? Was it a day's journey? It took a while. God made sure I'm going to give him enough time to change his mind. Let's just see if he really meant, if it was just one of those deathbed repentance. He had enough time to change his mind, but no, he made a commitment in the belly of hell, he said. And I'm going to stand by it. Adversity's coming. Opportunities is coming. And you're going to be given an opportunity to change your mind about the doctrine. About standards of holiness. Hello? Somebody said, it won't work here. Has everybody that's ever walked through that back door stayed? Has everybody that's ever come in here and got an experience with God stuck? It happens. And you could be next. But somebody needs to rise up in the Holy Ghost and say, I don't think so. Not me, by the grace of God. Not my own merits, not my own ability. But I'm connected. I'm in covenant with a God. I'm not going to change my mind. He's still in the house. And what He required then, He's requiring of me now. Feel like you've been healed? Your blood pressure, per feel like you've been healed? Feel like God's turned it around? Everything going to be all right, Brother Barry? Hello? All of you way back there in the cheap seats? Go ahead, preacher said. Feel like it's going to be all right? Brother, gray-headed, white shirt. Holy Ghost said there's an episode coming. Health episode. But the Lord said, I'm revealing it to eliminate it. Undiagnosed, but God said, not to me. I know. Thickening of your blood, be thinned in Jesus' name. No stroke. Lift your hands. Give him praise right now. No aneurysm. Man, it's on me right now. I'm going to speak it. Somebody said, well, I'll never know if, he, if it really happened. If he doesn't get it, you'll know it. You'll know God took care of it. There's some things I don't want to know. I just already know God's taking care of it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I wish somebody would give him praise. 
Somebody said today that praise is powerful. A shout is powerful. I wonder in closing, how powerful is your shout? Why don't you just test it? Why don't you try it? Why don't you shout and see how powerful it is? Why don't you give God praise and see what he will do? The mountain will move. The sickness will be healed. The problem will be solved. I say shout again. He's in the house again. He's worthy of it. Let's make some noise. Hey, it's time to have church. Listen, I believe in using common sense. I'm not going to be silly with my faith. God gives us to use common sense. But I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to be paranoid. I'm getting cancellations now. See, when this first hit in March, everything was canceled. Everything shut down. I preached one time in three months. One time. Because everything shut down. Nobody having church. Then it opens back up, and then it starts shutting back down. I got pastors in one state. Every one of them had, had an entire month scheduled. They called me. They said, we have discussed and we have decided that we're not going to bring anybody from out of state because you've been around a lot of people as if their people are not around people. I said, well, you're not having church? They said, we're having church three times a week, but we're not going to bring in an out-of-state evangelist that's around a lot of people at church. I'm kind. I just said, okay. God bless you. Hope you get a migraine. <laughs> not really. That doesn't, that's not, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if you're going to shut down, but, but you're still going to open up three times a week, and your people, they don't... He don't know where y'all go. <laughs> Hello? And I know we, there, there was a time you had to shut down. And, and okay. But thank God we're open back up. God's always open for business. Until I ain't been here in a while, I'm trying to preach a whole bunch of ser sermons in one. Well, not me. It's the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to apologize for it. I had a pastor tell me one time, he said, if I don't stick to my notes, I'm lost. I just have to read everything. And I said, that's fine. I got notes to read too. But when the Holy Ghost jerks me over here and says, I want you to address this, I'm going to do it. Because it's not about somebody leaving and saying, that was a real well-structured message that had tremendous continuity. I preached a message one time, and there's a guy from Florida. He walked up to me, very educated guy, very, you know, used words. I, he said, I want you to know I was very impressed tonight with your presentation of the gospel. He said, it had tremendous structure and it had great continuity. And I said, well, whatever. <laughs> I thought, I said, man, I didn't know I was that good. <laughs> and word about it. I'm just here to help somebody to remind you that he has not left. He is still here. You've made some mistakes. I'm talking to somebody, but he hasn't walked away. If you think God's further away, who do you think's moved? He hasn't moved. You just need to turn around. Come on back. 
He's right here. And He'll heal your brokenness. He'll heal your mind, your emotions. He'll heal and restore your spirit. In closing, lift your hands as they begin to sing. God bless you today. Give Him praise for the miracle. There's a healer in the house today. For you, He wants to make a way. As you believe by faith. today you know him by his name the wonderful name of Jesus Lord bless you you may be seated we're going to change the order of the service and uh, go in the direction of uh, dedication of McKinley here this morning and uh, we want to say welcome again to all of you and those that's coming to be a part of this and take part amen of this dedication service and uh, we're so thankful that you're doing that um Brother Quinn, step back there and see if uh, Sister Judy and them wants to come and join us. They're welcome too, so tell them they, don't, they can. And uh, so we're going to give them just a minute to get in. They're going to play us a CD, and uh, we're going to let them play that. But let me make a statement right here. Uh, what, what an hour, what a time, what a good service, amen, to, to actually dedicate this child. Uh, you know, there's a healer in the house. We, we need a healer. We need a healer in more than one way. Amen. Like never before. Not only in the physical, but in the spiritual and mental. Uh, and I'm glad we got one in the house today that covers all of this. And um, I'm going to talk just a little bit. And uh, I think I'll let them play, let them play the CD first. And then we'll talk for just a minute. I know normally we don't do a lot of that. Uh, but with the challenge of our time. Amen. And the day that we're in, 
I'd like to just make a few statements about that before we actually dedicate McKinley here this morning. And uh, because it is a very challenging time that we're living in. And a time to, to raise and to rear our children and grandchildren. But you know what? As he preached this morning about a healer in the house, there's a, there's a healer, there's a, a way maker, there's a helper. Amen. And that's what a, what a blessing that we have of the Lord to work with us. So, Brother, Brother Nathan, you got the CD? You, you got it ready? Go ahead and let's play that.
song, uh, and it's really going to tie into what I just felt to make mention of here this morning for just a few minutes, and then I'm going to let you come. And uh, saying that, let me say this. I'm going to leave it up to your conscience. I know, you know, with the corona and, and social distancing and all that, of course, you can tell we're not <laughs> not doing a real good job of that here. But, uh, uh, you know, but laying on of hands and joining, so I'm going to leave that your conscience be the guide there. So we normally call all the family up and behind to join, but uh, you're welcome. We're going to do that, and those that have the faith would like to. Uh, but nobody feel pressured, amen, if you don't want to. That's, I'm going to leave that up to you. But as pondering this and thinking about it, uh, uh, what a time and, and a challenge of rearing and raising our children and grandchildren in the world that we're in today. It's so far different from just a few years ago of, of different attacks. And so there could be even the fear, amen, of having children, birthing children, and to, to bring them up in such a time. And such an hour, amen. And so what a challenge can be placed upon parents, grandparents, church, all of us. But thank God, God's still blessing us with children. And uh, we've got uh, young parents that are willing, hey, we're going to take on the challenge. And so that's what I'm going to just for a moment, and I'm not going to be lengthy, but I'm just going to bring a few things out, if you don't mind. One thing is, amen, I wanted to bring out was, uh, if you'll notice very challenging times, uh, we see... Great men and women of God was born and birthed in these times of challenge. And it's what helped form them and shape them and mold them into being the, the vessels that God could use mightily. And uh, so I'm just going to touch on that a little bit. For instance, Moses. Amen. What a great leader. Known as the meekest man on the face of the earth. Led probably the largest church that we ever been really known to mankind. They, they figure, you know, a few million and that he leads them. And you know his story. But it wasn't, it wasn't really the ideal time to be birthed. In fact, the challenge was that it had been better off if they're not birthed because of the challenge of possibly being put to death. Because a king now had been risen up, a man that didn't know Joseph. And he, he looked around and observed and said, you know what? We let them continue. But in this challenge, and I mentioned this yesterday, the other night, uh, amen, about the, the ladies, the mothers and during that time. But the, the Egyptian maids come back and tell them, say, hey, they are lively, amen, the vigorous. And these, these ladies, why? Because the task that they had been placed under, they had to provide, you know, the, the straw and the taskmasters had put so much. But, but we find out and we watch, if you study history at all, look at America. What made America great, even in some of her earliest days, because she's as willing. Could you come on that east coast, amen, to get in wagons and horses? And there was men and women that joined together to fulfill dreams, to cross over those mountains and, and go to make their way out to the west. And, and so they helped build character. It built, put strength in them. It put things in them that the challenge itself is what helped shape and form them. And so as we observe our children that's being born now, amen, in these challenges times, could it be as we bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord and the house of God? And in our own local homes, amen. And so, and so that challenge has become greater because of even technology today, amen. Things that we, you used to, you know, the big deal was a front porch and just you and your 
mom and, and maybe a grandparent or something. And, and then that, you know, it'd be just a local family. And occasionally somebody would come by. But that's not true today. Today, through technology, we got so many opinions and ideas and access to these ideas and opinions. And, and you can't just ignore them because they have a tendency to help mold and shape our children. So the challenge has become even greater today in trying to raise up, train in the admonition, in the nurture of the Lord because of these great. But could it be that out of this, God's also going to raise up individuals, come some of the greatest, greatest vessels that God's going to use us in time to help bring revival and moves of God. Maybe you're not getting this quite like I did. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's take on the challenge. Let's take on the challenge. We're going to raise them up. I know there's, there's a big devil out there and a, and a big old world out there. And it's trying its best to gobble them up. But God's going to give us the strength. And God's going to help us. And we're going to raise them right. And we're going to raise them in the house of God. We're going to bring them to a place. Amen. That they'll know what it's like to feel God. And to feel his love and his presence. We're going to raise them up. Amen. As, as the writer taught us. Love not the world. Neither the things of the world. But love God. And love this truth and holiness. And, and separation. Because see. When you get back to dedication. That means you're going to. You, you separation. But watch this. We're not just after separate them from something. But God, help us to dedicate them to you and to something which is for the service. That's what dedication is all about. Vessels. We see this throughout the Bible. And so what's this? Even Samuel. Sometimes those struggles can come within our own homes as it did with Samuel, with Hannah. Amen. She couldn't have children even though they were faithful to the house of God. And when yearly the Bible says, but she was, she was barren. She couldn't produce. She couldn't bring forth because God closed up her womb. But now, amen, God's going to bless her. Why? It's one of the most critical times, amen, for the priest to it because Eli's two sons were doing very wicked and vile amen but now amen God's going to provide through a man little boy called by Samuel that she's willing to bring back to the house of God and even put into the hands of a man by the name of Eli that didn't do so good a job with his own two sons but yet she knew and she made a vow so that's what we're doing here this morning as we come believing and trusting you don't get the fullness of about Moses until you actually get into the New Testament and you get into the writings of Hebrews and then the 11th chapter, the Hall of Faith. And it's there that the writer lets us know because of parents that did not fear the king. And so she was willing to hide him for three months. She's willing to obey the Lord and put him in a, in a, in a, in a basket that was prepared with, with pitch and Put it in the flags of the Nile River. Following God's hand and God's instructions. And how God made provision. <laughs> and so, how true this morning. Brother Josh, Sister Madison, won't you come bring that baby? Sister Moore, won't you come? And all the family and all the church family that like would come and join around them. That's the reason I give you that option this morning. It's totally up to you. And uh, we're, we're not afraid. We're not fearful. So, but, but again, I want you to feel comfortable. Do as your conscience guides you. That's what the Bible's taught us. And so that's what we're doing here this morning is we want to dedicate this child this morning. And, and, and watch this. We're all play a part. Now, the main role players, believe it or not, Brother Josh, it's you and Sister Madison. She's going to spend high percentage of her time in her early days with you, your home. The atmosphere you set there, what you create there to raise her, to instruct her. Boy, she's doing a good job. I thought about it. I said, Lord. 
that baby, this thing's getting lengthy, but to, and it's doing good. So here we go. And so we thank God for that. That's one reason we don't try to make these things so lengthy for their sake. Come on. Uh, she's so dressed up and got the hat. I mean, come on. She's probably saying, come on, preacher, get this over with. Uh, no. But, uh, but that's this. Then grandparents are going to play a role. And uncles and aunts and nephews in this church. What a responsibility it's upon the church to create the right atmosphere and keep that godliness. He preached about it this morning. I could never think about it when he talked about them and slipping away. We have, we have an obligation to this generation, amen, to, to give them some training, some instruction, some guidance by watching us, not, not from just way off. And say, you don't do that. Every man tells us do as we live. Do as we live. The way we live, this is the right way. This is a godly way. This is how, how the favor and the blessings of God, this is far more important than what the world's got there to offer you. We've got to persuade them. We've got to convince them, hey, this is it. And it starts, it starts, it starts right there. Sunday school, it starts. They say, hear the stories, and they begin to, man, it starts getting into their hearts. It gets into their spirit. That's the reason the world's in the mess she's in today, because we got generations out there that's never been to a Sunday school. They don't know nothing about Noah. They don't know anything about Moses. They don't even, they don't even know nothing about Jesus. They really don't. Now, watch this. How many of you remember the, the message that Brother Williams preached about the stink doesn't stop it? If you go back and listen to that message, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's one of the most critical, evil, wicked times as far as kings that Jesus Christ himself was birthed. What I'm trying to tell us in, in the turmoil that we're in, God's given us precious little children. He's going to raise up. Now, we got a part to play. Can't get away from that. We help shape. We help mold them. We help create them. But with God's help, even in this trying time, Brother Josh, Sister Madison, God, God's going to raise up. So don't let fear creep in. With God's help in the midst that we're in, the, the trials that we're in, God. And it's been different because we couldn't be there when she was. It's been, it's been so different this year with the corona and everything. But you know what? We're making it, aren't we? God was there when we couldn't. God couldn't be. You're going to find out many a times where you can't get a hold of mama. You can't get a hold of daddy. You can't get a hold of the pastor. There's a God that I can always get a hold of. His line is never too busy. He, he won't be on one of them towers. Amen. Do not, mm, that, mm, but, but, you, know, you won't have you won't worry about none of that. Not with him. It'll be clear. And you, you can make contact. And he'll know how to come to the rescue and how to work. So I want you to join in. And we're going to lift up our hands and our voices and ask God's blessings God's anointing, God's touch, God's favor. Amen. Why don't, Brother Sister, why don't y'all come and join us too? And uh, I was going to get Brother Sample, but he's going to step to the back. Amen. And, and as we lay on hands, and we're going to do a little different this morning. We're going to lay hands on the parents, not the child. Okay? That'd be all right. That'd probably be better for her anyway. And uh, so and we're going to pray God's anointing and God's favor in these trying times. Come and manifest itself and orchestrate and direct. And all of it's for his glory. How many of you believe he gave McKinley to them? <laughs> you know what? I believe he'll help raise her. And the admonition and the nurture of the Lord. And that's what it's about here today.
let me clarify something. Did they, have they not faced some challenges that previous generations have not had to face? Said, Amen. So, but you know what? We're serving a God. It didn't catch him by surprise. So again, let's don't fret. Let's don't worry. Let's don't be fearful. God's got it. Even in this generation, with all the chaos and all the junk that's going on, from the political world to the, everything else, guess what? That's the same thing happening in the spiritual world. But God's got it. Love you. Appreciate you this morning. God bless you. Let's give them a good hand. She's done so good. God bless her. Let me say thanks to all the family, different ones that's come, been a part of this service this morning. Appreciate it. God bless you. See you tonight, 530 prayer time, 6 o'clock service time. God bless you.